Hey guys, and welcome back to The 612. I'm your host, Sammy. And today, I was originally going to talk on a family matter that's been going on in my life, but then I decided, seeing that we are in February, I want to share something to kick off Black History Month. And throughout February, I sort of want to share more like black stories. And so today's episode isn't going to be like my usual comedy. Whether you think I'm funny or not, I think I'm pretty hilarious. (laughs) But um, I'm going to share a spoken word from high school that I wrote. So if you don't already know this, I went to a small private high school that was pretty diverse. And I I had originally come from a 60-40 public school, so it wasn't like a culture shock or anything for me. But what was shocking was hearing about like these undercover racist white kids I went to school with. Like, don't get me wrong, I know they're out there, but coming from a school where there was white kids surrounded by diversity who were, like, fully allies, like, girls crying over their white privilege type B. At private school, I was like, how do some of these kids not even realize or recognize or acknowledge white privilege, period? And how are they saying some of these out-of-pocket things? And why are there these group chats with inappropriate things being said? And, like, a little thing to know about private school especially like affordable private schools, which I know sounds like an oxymoron, but besides the point, you get people from different political and economic backgrounds. Even at expensive private schools, you have a variety of political backgrounds from students to staff to administration. So in my government class, we watched the Netflix documentary 13th. And if you haven't watched it, I 10 out of 10 would recommend. But this documentary talks about the 13th Amendment, which was the legal abolition of slavery and how even after slavery, the American system found ways to keep black people down. And the documentary highlights the new slavery in America, which is the prison system, which is the prison system. So after watching this documentary and seeing all these black men put into prisons based on a system that's not set to work for them, I was like fully in tears. But some of my white peers were fully like almost upset and didn't accept it with an open mind like they didn't go into watching it really with an open mind once they like after you know the first couple minutes you know what the documentary is about and and after we finished watching it and I saw like their reactions I heard a couple of comments after class that really made me upset and whether or not they thought these people whether or not these people thought they were saying it in confidence. The mere fact that the thought was said out loud gave me this feeling of a right to respond. So this here was my response that I said to the entire class. Overheard on January 16th, 2019. A quote from a white male in respects to race. I agree with what Ben Shapiro said. It's not about race. It's about culture. Please tell me how it's about the culture, a culture you're not a part of. If you believe that this country's centuries of systematic oppression has nothing to do with race, then please tell me what fictional utopia you're living in, because this is very real to me. And although race truly isn't a thing but a social construct created by man, when I look around, I see white kids who truly believe they have superiority. And maybe they don't notice because they don't see color but I see their white privilege showing and I don't get to close my eyes and imagine a false gray image in my mind, no. I see it as society makes it, black and white.
And I'm amazed at every day that you think it's okay to define me because of the color of my skin. My skin says, oh, she's angry. Her dad wasn't around. She's aggressive. And why? Because I'm a black woman? What if I told you I wasn't raised in a household with minorities? Yes, I had a white mom and a white dad, and I went to predominantly white schools. But you hear this and feel as if you had me all figured out, right? Oh, that's why she talks white. Um, excuse me, I didn't realize proper English was white. That's why you act white. Or how else did they say it? Oh, an Oreo, black on the outside, white on the inside. It's not a thing. Because I don't have an attitude or because I was raised by white people didn't change the color of my skin. And I find it amazing that you can sit with kids in class and you think you're so much better just because you were born of a different social class. And I'm still amazed how in this environment with so much diversity, you still don't get it. So I look to my black peers and I ask, why do they think it's okay to make light of the struggle? And they say to me, it's because we didn't feel that we could speak up and there's sadness in me. That these kids they've spent their whole lives with, that they've learned side by side with, didn't feel that they could speak up or that they had a voice. And then I pause, reflect, and see that that used to be me. That I didn't get my voice until I was 15. That I didn't speak up until there were white people standing next to me with open eyes and open minds saying they wanted to hear from me. See, where I come from, they say, speak your truth. And here I am today, the living proof. And I say that you cannot know my culture if you don't even know my name. Because my name is Samantha Kaziba Mpalo, born to two Ugandan immigrants who came here looking for the American dream. And they've fought the stigma, they've worked the doubles, and they've earned their citizenship, and they live amongst us as deserving people. So pay attention when I say we're not all drug dealers bringing crimes nor raping Americans. And for those of you who are buying into an administration's horrible stereotype, let me tell you something. They are just as much Americans as you are. Because at the end of the day, this country was founded on immigrants. It was not founded on Americans. Don't believe me? Ask the Native Americans what the white man's doing here. Yes, you see, some would disagree when you say this is the land of the free because President Jackson imprisoned the people that were here and sent them on the trail of tears. But that's not my full truth. That's not my full story. See, I'm a minority. So please tell me when you say it's not about race, it's the culture. Hmm. Elaborate. What makes you think you're so great? Don't you see that by saying that you're putting your culture on a pedestal and shouldn't we all be down here on an even playing field? So I ask why you don't think it's about race and how you can. When we're past 2019 and black kids are still losing their self-esteem, they're tired of fighting, of correcting, of dealing with the cultural appropriation, of dealing with the microaggressions, please don't touch my hair. Yes, it's a big deal. I don't like watermelon. That's a stereotype. You can't say the N-word. Why? Because it's not your word. Want a word? Hmm. Try cracker. You think not being able to say a word isn't fair? Nigga, please. See, everybody wants to be black, but they don't actually want to be black. So you, being the majority, all I'm asking is that you understand that I am a minority, but I will not let that define me. Thanks again for listening. I know it was very different, but had to do it for the people, for the culture. And to start off Black History Month, right, you already know. So happy Black History Month, and I will be back next week.